The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Last night saw the first debate of the US Republican presidential primaries. It was in Milwaukee. It had all of the candidates except one, that being the man who is the front runner by miles, Donald Trump. Instead of attending the debate, he decided to take part in an interview with Tucker Carlson, which was released on the social media platform formerly known as Twitter. There was concerns in advance of the debate that in the absence of Trump with his capacity to set things alight in a slightly pantomime fashion, that it might be dull. Turns out those fears were misplaced. One of the reasons our country's decline is because of the way the corporate media treats Republicans versus Democrats. Biden was on the beach while those people were suffering. He was asked about it. And he said, no comment. Are you kidding me? As somebody that's handled disasters in Florida, you've got to be activated. You've got to be there. You've got to be present. You've got to be helping people who are doing this. And yeah. here's the deal. Yeah. Let's just answer the question. So, so, is that, that a yes? Or is that a yes? Is that a hand raise? You do not. I think it was a hand raise for him, and it's um, my hands are in my pockets. No, because no, no, the I didn't raise, I didn't raise a hand. Let us be honest as Republicans. I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for, so I can say this. The climate change oh, whoa, agenda whoa, 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 whoa. is a oh, hoax. Is ridiculous. The climate is change ridiculous. agenda is a hoax. Is and we have to declare independence for it. And the reality oh, is the anti-carbon agenda is the wet blanket on our economy. Hold no, on, hold I've on. I've had enough. I've had enough already tonight of a guy who sounds like ChatGPT standing up here. And the last person in one of these debates, Brett, who stood in the middle of the stage and said, what's a skinny guy with an odd last name doing up here was Barack Obama. And I'm afraid we're dealing with the same type of amateur. Clean air, clean water. We want to see that taken care of. But there's a right way to do it. And the right way to do it is, first of all, yes, is climate change real? Yes, it is. But if you want to go and really change the environment, then we need to start telling China and India that they have to lower their emissions. So that's last night's Republican primary in Milwaukee. I'm joined by Larry Donnelly, law lecturer with the University of Galway and columnist with the journal.ie. Larry, from that clip, at least, it sounds reasoned, evidenced, mature, considered. <laughs> I, there was a there was a lot of bomb throwing going on, uh, and the the, um, the the person who you listeners would have heard say uh, that climate change is a hoax, a hoax is Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, who's only thirty eight years old yet is a te- tech or a billionaire entrepreneur, and he's sort of come to prominence because he's been spending money quite liberally uh, in early states, and it was interesting to see the extent to which he was the center of attention last night. I think. Some of his rivals were clearly trying to contrast themselves with him, trying to stall his rise, uh, saying he's an amateur, he's never held elected office. He's this kind of awkward guy standing there saying strange things. Uh, I think that there's a little bit of fear of of his rise because uh, the last person who stood on debate stage and did things totally different from everybody else uh, in Republican circles was Donald Trump. So in many respects, even though he took some serious attacks, Vivek Ramaswamy probably was the one, could be deemed in one sense the winner of that debate last night. And of course, Trump was a significant issue both in his absence uh, during the interview with Tucker Carlson, but also for the various different candidates and how they weighed up trying to attach themselves to his MAGA legacy, but at the same time criticize him. I suspect the person most critical was Chris Christie. Yeah, I think Chris Christie, well, possibly Asa Hutchinson, the former governor of Arkansas, who's even more marginal uh, to all of this than Chris Christie. Uh, Christie himself, of course, was deeply critical and earned some boos from the audience 
uh, for doing so. But one of the most intriguing moments of the debate, especially for people who watch body language, was when asked if uh, they would uh, still vote for Ronald, for Donald Trump as the Republican candidate, were he be to, to, to be convicted, um, five of the people on the stage immediately raised their hands. Ron DeSantis, who's second only to Trump in the polling, he looked around first uh, before he ultimately put his hand up, which I thought was very fascinating and very indicative of the struggle that his campaign faces. That is, how do they continue, you know, how do they build some momentum when they know they're going to need to get the Trump people on board, um, yet build a coalition that can broad enough to win the Republican nomination? It was fascinating to watch. And of course, the other person who was there on stage was the former vice president, Mike Pence, another man with a, a tricky needle to thread. Yeah. And I mean, look, Pence, uh, I thought, performed quite well. Objectively speaking, I thought Pence was strong. I thought I thought he was forceful. I thought he was articulate. I thought in terms of saying what he did and defending what he did on January 6th, uh, I thought in terms of espousing traditional conservative values, in every respect, Mike Pence being Mike Pence probably couldn't have done any better. The problem for him is the audience for that messaging, the audience for that message uh, is very, very small uh, within the Republican Party. So, yes, while he probably appeared the most presidential on the stage, uh, we've come to a, po- a point uh, in American politics where arguably um, that doesn't mean a hill of beans. So while Pence will, Pence's people will be happy, uh, I just don't think it makes a damn bit of difference. To what extent do you think the candidates were trying to get the nomination, given how far Trump is ahead of all of them? And to what extent are they, are they positioning for a possible VP nod? Yeah, it's a really interesting question. A lot of people have said that. Uh, and, you know, DeSantis himself said he he's the only one realistically running here uh, to be president of the United States. Um, there's no doubt that that's a factor in it. I mean, you look at somebody like Asa Hutchinson or, or Chris Christie, you know, they're around politics a long time. Uh, they have to know that the reality is they have no chance uh, of winning the presidency. Now, for the two of them, this is about, uh, I suppose, perhaps earning lucrative positions in various fields by virtue of taking Donald Trump on. Others, however, uh, like perhaps uh, Tim Scott from South Carolina, who I think had a bad night, um, you know, they're really in this potentially to be either Trump's vice presidential running mate, um, to be in the cabinet, to be a commentator on Fox News, all sorts of other things. Running for president of the United States can be quite a lucrative enterprise. Now, Ron DeSantis may once have been the only likely contender, but he needed last night to re-inject some level of enthusiasm and momentum into his very flagging campaign. It doesn't appear that he achieved that. No, and here's the thing, and here's the problem for Ron DeSantis. And again, uh, this took a lot of us who were looking from the outside off guard. Having seen Ron DeSantis win re-election in Florida by such a huge margin last time around, uh, a lot of us really thought that Ron DeSantis was going to be the guy to put it up uh, to Trump. And people who knew DeSantis were, you know, constantly warned of his charisma deficit, et cetera, et cetera. And I think the problem for DeSantis is this. Last night, he probably did about as good as he could have uh, under the circumstances. That about, is about as good as you'll see uh, Ron DeSantis on the debate stage. Um, and that's a problem because it just wasn't great. Uh, so he did a decent job. Was it the transformative job necessary to get, you know, to make him the challenger to somebody with a realistic chance of beating Donald Trump? Uh, I don't think so. It probably will have assured some of his donors and people close to him that he's in this for the long haul. Uh, but that's the best we'll see of him in the debate. And that's a problem for Ron DeSantis. Finally, in a word, Larry, did Trump make the right tactical call in not attending the debate? 
I'll be controversial here, and d- despite contra- uh, common wisdom, uh, I think no. Uh, I think he should have been there, and I, the reason I say that is because look at how he did last time around uh, in debates. He's a master of it. Uh, nobody could take him on. And also, I think he risked last night potentially offending those who drifted to his side, who do care about process, who do care about people putting the time in. Uh, so I think he really had nothing to lose by participating. I know I'm in the minority, but that would, that's my take on it. Larry, thanks. Larry Donnelly, Law Lecturer with the University of Galway and columnist with Journal.ie. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.